Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. So it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, woo, son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding down those alligators. Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. It is Friday, baby. Hell yeah. If you haven't done so already, crack open your favorite beverage and because uh, you're in for a treat today. You're in for a treat today. Hello, everybody. My name is Ty King. I'm the host of this uh, little podcast we call the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. We're back after a few weeks off. Uh, went to Vegas. Let's see. I went to Arlington and saw the Cardinals absolutely get destroyed by the Rangers. Saw one of my favorite guys in concert, Ben Nichols of Lucero. Uh, I got an enormous uh, abscessed tooth uh, that happened since since I've been on. Still bothering me, by the way, but not bad. A lot, a lot has gone on. So, uh, but you know what? It, it, it's, it's not about that today. It's not about that. You know, I had a chance to uh, on Zoom sit down with a guy I've been trying to get on the podcast for a long time. Uh, he's he's been a friend of mine, um, you know, and, and he's been a legend here in Lubbock as far as broadcasting goes. I looked up to this guy, even though you know he's only a couple years older than me. I mean, he's done it. This guy's been doing it for a long time. And uh, I can tell you, I'm recording this intro after I've already done his uh, his segment because uh, he only had a certain amount of time, so I wanted to make sure I could fit in everything I wanted to fit in. And you know what? I didn't even at that that still didn't happen. So, uh, and as he mentions, we probably need to do a part two and a part three. And, and man, that is uh, definitely on the menu uh, coming up this summer. So, or the beginning of of the fall. But man, what an awesome dude Ryan Hyde is. Absolutely fantastic. But before we get to that, I want to remind everybody, listen, you can follow everything Win, Lose, or Tie on the Instagram on my Instagram page. That's Win, Lose, or Tie, T-Y-E. Emails are highly encouraged to the show. Win, Lose, or Tie podcast at gmail.com. That's a mouthful to say, but it's easy to type. You can put it right in your computer. Win, Lose, or Tie. Make sure you add that E podcast at gmail.com this is for a bunch of new people so because i know i'm going to get a bunch of new listeners from from ryan and uh and and, and we'll plug all of his man he does a show every day and the dude is still going strong he has a great uh his great stories and i like and i peeled back the onion a little bit and got behind the curtain if you so to speak with ryan today and so we're going to get into that but as always we're a member of let me know productions that's my lmk boys the pick four podcast and mark youngblood and the having said that, with Landry Griffith podcast, with Landry Griffith, so uh, you get a chance to go check those dudes out. They'll be coming out with some new shit here uh, soon. And you know, I mean, always go back and listen to previous episodes of the When There's a Top podcast, man. For you guys that are new, big sports fans, man, I've had some great people on. I've had Zach Kitley on. 
It's a great episode, like three hours worth of Zach Kitley. And so you can go take a listen to that. Let's see. David Thomas was on, tells the uh, Super Bowl champion, national champion. Even though he's a Longhorn, he's a great person. And he uh, tells some of the greatest stories that have ever been told on this podcast. And and, you, and he's amazing. But So uh, just some of the episodes you can go back and listen to. And not all of them are great. I've had David Collier on. I've had Chris Level on. I've had Nick Hanslick on. I've had Tyler Lyons on. Some of you sports people out there know what I'm talking about. So, man, it's been it. This is a it's a what to expect with this podcast is I don't do politics. You can go somewhere else. You can go up a million and a half of the places to go do that. Uh, we get enough of that. So I've never done politics on this show, and I will never do politics on this show. Even though sometimes I'll give an opinion on a social issue here and there, but very, very, very rarely. And uh, I use colorful language. And that's what I call it. I don't know who invented uh, that cuss words were bad. I don't know who said, you know, who in, in history goes, you know what? Th- this word for defecation shit is you shouldn't say it. I don't understand. What's the two differences between those two words? There's not. That, they're two English words. And I don't know who wrote the rule that said uh, that's a bad word. So I use colorful language on here. That's what I, I like to call it. But, you know, I don't it, it's not I don't use I don't get into vulgar content. Uh, so don't have to worry about that. I have lots of moms that listen in the car pickup line, just so you guys know, if you're new to it. So, uh, there you go. And my mom listens and sometimes she's not always happy, but that's okay. But today was a great episode and I just would rather just, uh, let's get right into it. And, and, and without further ado, wow. Without further ado, um, Good afternoon, win, lose, or tie listeners, and all those good, fine, friendly folks who wish they were. Yes, that's how I'm starting off this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Ryan Hyatt episode. My man, it's man, and, and this has been like, this is take four, I think, even though this is really the first time we've sat down to talk, but it is the one and the only uh, Mr. Ryan Hyatt on the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast, Rhino. Thank you, my man, for being on the show. No, it's a, it's, it's an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege, and it proves that you have completely 100% run out of people to talk to. <laughs> you're, one of my, you're one of my top people, but I've been trying to make this happen for a while. Uh, one thing or another happens, and, and uh, but I will say this. You know, we're doing this on Zoom, and you're the third person I've done with Zoom, and it's funny because the other two people played pivotal roles in like my sports casting life, which is uh, short and sweet. But the first was Greg Miller and the second was Emily Jones. And now it's Mr. Ryan Hyatt. So, Hey, that's no pressure to live up to any of those people. No, they're both beautiful people. I mean, you know, Greg Miller's a handsome man, Emily Jones, a handsome woman. So, you know, I, I fit right in 100%. Hey, well, I mean, let's get right into it because, uh, I, I, and I, I did, uh, But uh, I do say uh, good afternoon and all those good, fun, friendly folks who wish they were. Uh, <laughs> that is your intro since for I don't know how long, but you say uh, West Texans. Where, where, where did you come up with that, first and foremost? And, um, well, you know what? Yeah, let's talk about that first because that, that's a great intro, and it's awesome. I mean, I love it. 
Yeah, I, I have no idea. It probably it started sometime on the old Williams and Hyatt show, probably in the late nineties, I'm guessing, around ninety uh ninety-seven, ninety-eight, maybe right in through there. That yeah. uh, you know, we were really I, or at least I was, I don't know about Don, just you know, I was into the idea of really being inclusive and West Texas, I felt like really didn't have a strong voice, you know? Yeah. And that it was West Texas and then it was everybody else. So that just kind of became the thing and and I started doing it one day, and then I realized I'd done it a couple of days in a row, and then I'm a creature of habit, and the next thing you know, that's what we do. And I screw it up all the time, by the way. Do you really? Well, look, I had to write it down, like, to order to say it. <laughs> so, uh, in order not to really, really, uh, really, you know, jack it up. But, um, you know, it's funny, man. We have a lot in common, Ryan, once you break it down. You and I are both from here, the West Texas area. And your dad was a great and, and legendary coach here in this in this area. And so was my dad. You know, my dad was the head football yeah. coach at Friendship in the in the late seven. I mean, the late sixties and early seventies. And it, it's it's strange to kind of tell people that are not from here and all those that wish they were um, what that's like to grow up as a coach's son in West Texas. And I would like to hear you know in your words what that's like. Yeah, we were both kind of lucky that we really didn't have to move around a whole lot. You know, yeah. and in your dad's time there, friendship was really intriguing because you go back and that's when friendship was playing Plano. You know, literally uh, playing, you know, teams like Plano and, and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, as, as his a, biggest rivals was Denver City, you know, it's I mean, yeah. and they wouldn't get caught dead play each other now, you know, so. no. Yeah, no, I mean, growing up son of a coach, you know, what's it like? I don't know because I didn't grow up any other way. Yeah. I, I think it gave me a really – I think you can relate to this. I think it gave me a really good foundation and, um, you know, a pragmatic approach to sports and understanding it a little bit differently. Um, I, I, I think – hopefully it gives me a little uh, empathy and sympathy sometimes for coaches. Now there are a lot of coaches that would say, uh, no, uh, Hyatt is a jackass, and, and they're probably right. But I, I can I can relate to the coaches, the families that you sit there and you're a kid and you go, hey, if we don't win some games, we're moving to San Angelo. Yeah. That, you know, sure. dad's going to lose his job. That the and that also for me growing up and my brother, too, that the most important sports activity in our house was not me, was not my brother, that youth sports was in its in its in my opinion, its proper role. It was kids. The most important thing happened on Friday nights yes. with dad's teams. And <laughs> in a way that took the pressure, I think, off me and me and my brother because dad wasn't living vicariously through us. He had his oh, own kid. No and I, th- I think I would, I love I, looking back, you know, again, I didn't know any other way, but I'm really glad I grew up that way. Yeah. It just allowed me to play and, and, you know, have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's been a, uh, you're right. And that's a great point to bring up because you have a perspective when you're dealing with coaches, because in our industry, well, I'm not in the industry anymore, per se, but, you know, it's it they can pick up on that real quick. Coaches can when they you know, whether you know whether they know or not that you come from yeah. a coach's family. Uh, just, I don't know how that comes across, but it does. And it's so you do have a certain soft spot spot in your heart for for those for those guys kind of know what they're going through that. You know their livelihoods depend on a bunch of teenagers, and that's yeah. and that's wild to think about. Like I would never yeah. want that to be happen to me right now. <laughs> no, I mean there's a reason why I'm not a coach. I mean, first off, I would get sued into oblivion if I were a classroom teacher. I'd last about forty five minutes. 
you know, and then, you know, uh, just like you said, the idea of entrusting, I have a 17 year old son. Uh, if my, if my livelihood depended on that, I don't think I could handle another 35 to 45 of them every day. So yeah, it's a best way to not become a coach. Maybe is to grow up the son of a coach. I don't know. I think you might be right about that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that, that, you know, like even I I tell this story, uh, I've told this story a few times on, uh, on win, lose or tie. And is that my name, uh, my mom and dad were moving from Kilgore. They were, my dad was the head track coach and assistant coach at tech. I mean, at Kilgore and they moved all the way to across the state to Wolford, Texas. My mom is big pregnant. And, <laughs> and they went to the town tie and they said, if this is a boy, we want to name him that. And we want to spell it like that. It was my sister. I came along five years later, but they still stuck yeah. with it. And, and it's just crazy how that kind of works. And, you know, with my dad and driving around and he became a sporting salesman, which he always said he was a jock, a, a Jock strap dealer, which he just sold sporting goods to all high schools after he got out of coaching. But I mean, I just remember looking at the mileage signs uh, that would say this many miles, you know, to this town and then this many miles to that town. And to me growing up, I was like, that's the score of the football game. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and, and it never changed. It was like, well, the you know, it's like next time we went on the highway, it was still the same score. It was still, you know, uh, La Mesa. And Tahoka played each other, and, and oh yeah, you're coming down one fourteen, and you know Guthrie's beating the hell out of Dickens yeah, every exactly. single time. Good lord, get it together, I, Rangers! I know exactly. I, I know it, and that's uh, and but one of the biggest highlights, and I think you can relate to this, is uh, of my young young life, like in, in in elementary school. On Fridays during football season, Dad would drive take me to school, but he would drive me by the high school till the band was practicing. That, you know, early that morning. And I would just get yeah. so fired up for that. And I mean, that's kind of encapsulates what it's like to live out here. I couldn't yeah. wait to drive by and hear the band play, you know? Yeah. I mean, when we were, uh, when I was in elementary, early elementary, we were uh, still in Canyon. So uh, you had the elementary school uh, and then, you know, they had the high school down on the road. So there was a bus, bus number 63. And I'd get on bus number 63 at the elementary school and it would take me to the high school. And I'd run down to the practice field and they'd be, you know, practicing. And, and just like you said, just being around it, those guys were colossal giants. They were massive. They were rock stars. I couldn't believe, you know, uh, one year homecoming, they had the big bonfire and it was down by the bus barn. You got to be from West Texas to know what the bus barn is. The bus barn is, baby. Absolutely. So I, one of the players threw me up on his shoulders and carried me, you know, down there to the bonfire and got to sit. Growing up with that kind of stuff in West Texas, you can't duplicate it. It, it just, you know, those and now those guys were only 10 years older than me looking back. If that and we're kind of all the same quote age now. And it's fascinating that I'm friends with some of these guys that played for my dad in the 70s. Or, or even early 80s, you know, we're kind of contemporaries now, which, again, gets back to the theme of tonight's show. Holy shit, we're old. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I wake up every morning and I think that, you know. Uh, actually, when I get out of bed to go pee, I'm like, ugh. I make that sound. Like, ugh. Yeah. That, you know, that's oh, you only do that once? <laughs> Let's, on a good night Dr. once, Pepper, but yeah. Ten, two, and four. <laughs> the dogs love me. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's up again. Let's all go outside. Yeah. Of course, we're okay, man. Like, you know, the force, so it's cool, you know. Well, uh, uh, so you've been in this business, and I and I read that you posted a great article from the from that I believe it was the Avalanche Journal. I don't know, and it talked about the radio wars. 
Oh, that was from the University Daily. Yeah. Oh, the University Daily. Yeah, Nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. It, 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 Twenty-nine years. Is that is that right? So I mean, have, yeah. you, have you been doing it longer than that? I feel started, like. Started. Yeah, yeah, I started in eighty-nine uh, yeah. on the campus radio station, and then we started the Williams and Hyatt show uh, in June of nineteen ninety-four. Yeah, we were dumb yeah. enough to uh, uh, the station manager. You know, the general manager was uh, they had just lost Jack Dale to a competitor yeah. across town, and he was doing a show in the same time slot. And and I was dumb enough to uh, say, "Yeah, I'll I'll go up against Jack Dale. Sure, why not? For sure, why yeah. not? Yeah, he's not a, he's not any, he's nobody. Yeah, and twenty three. What the hell? I can kick this guy's ass. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> I have a. Uh, I was going during during the quarantine, the pandemic, you know, like everybody did. I started going through boxes, like old ass boxes of shit that I have. And uh, I ran across an, a wooden football that said sports line and I won it on trivia on sports line. Yeah. And I still have it. That, that is fantastic. Tyler. Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. That is oh. really, really, that is really, really great that you got in and you got to, you know, from awards associates and uh, we got some. Uh, Pedro's Tamales gift certificates for you, yeah. Ty. And hey, thanks for listening to Sportsline. <laughs> and some fried pies. What was that? The, uh, the, uh, the August pies. fried pies. Absolutely. You know, I did. I shadowed that guy at junior and high school because I wanted to be. I knew oh, I wanted wow. to be a sportscaster. He. he uh, I got to go to a tech Texas basketball game and sit behind him, and it was a great game in the Coliseum. Tech won, but it was a, like a freaking crazy game. But beforehand, he took me to eat at Home Plate Diner here in town. And, yeah. And yeah. he cool. uh, he spent 15 to 20 minutes talking to me. And this is no shit. And I think I heard somebody else tell this because evidently he didn't just tell it to me. But he said the most important thing is breathing and stand up against the stand up against the wall, face, just put your nose up against the wall and try to talk without letting your stomach touch the wall. I can't, there's no way I could do that now. But yeah. I mean, I was just like, I looked at him and was going, what is he saying? Like, is this really what it's all about? Like, is it about that? But what a, what a legendary guy, Jack Dale. And yeah, you, you said, hey, I'll take him on right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, so we were, yeah I was stupid. Uh, he was always so kind to me. He was one of my mentors. Yes. And when, yep. when we started the show, um, he had nothing but kind words to say to me. Uh, and, and wished us luck and, you know, yeah. you know, Hey, we'll be going up against each other, but you know, and it's just, it, it never, he never treated us like, uh, like we were like, competitors uh, because he knew, because he knew yeah. we really weren't. Yeah. <laughs> he, knew <laughs> yeah that's funny. he knew where he, he knew where he stood, but yeah, he you know, it's funny. Cause like I used to listen to him, you know, call basketball games. Uh, I know football too, but basketball, you know, he, he would be like, over to the left side, right side, left side, inside, has a shot, doesn't take it. That was yeah. my favorite thing. He said, has a shot, doesn't take it. I mean, did I was, you ever? I was yeah, in college you, before I realized there was another way to call a basketball game. I thought that was the only way to do it. And I, I me too. I screwed on play by play because I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, and no, I, there's and no I Yeah. And I heard, Brad Sham, I heard Brad Sham doing a University of Texas game in uh, uh, 89-90 uh, on KRLD, picking it up one night while I was sitting at my apartment. And I'm like, Okay, this is good. I think I can do what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can yes. do what Brad Sham is doing. I got a chance still maybe to do this play by play thing. But uh, you know, the standard around here was Jack Dale and yeah. it was a standard no one was going to meet. Right. And and what's weird and weirdly enough, it's around here you grew up listening to him and you knew exactly what he was talking about in a weird yeah. way, you know. It, anybody else that would listen to it the first time, you're like, I have no I have no idea what the hell is going on in this game. 
except for when he would say the score. But when you grew up here, you, you oddly knew what he was talking about. Yeah, so, he had an amazing ability. We uh, mechanically call it on ball and beyond ball, particularly in basketball. Yeah, in his court designations, the map of the court that he created for you yes. in, in your mind was perfect. Uh, yeah. And and so much of it was that he had grown up on radio there in Alma, Kansas, and that he wasn't polluted by TV, right. and that he had grown up and he'd worked with a guy named Max Falkenstein, who's a legend up there at the University of Kansas. What are the what's one of the greatest last names ever to Falkenstein? Falkenstein, yeah. <laughs> and I know Jack Gill's real last name, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oh, share it on the air. I do not. Okay. Not, I'd like yeah. you to tell I'll me tell that. You one day. I'm not gonna tell yeah. you. Um but anyway, but so Jack had grown up in the perfect era to paint the word picture. Yes. And that he was so consistent with it that like you said, generations of us grew up and when you watched basketball, you pictured, you know. Winging the right hand side, you knew where yeah. that was. Yes, you know, it, top of yeah. the key. Yeah. You knew right. where the top of the key was. All, all those yeah. things, and that was just so perfect. Yeah, he was he, he, a beautiful and, descriptor. Yeah, and that's funny. Is that in my outline for tonight's show? I, I, I didn't have. I did not plan on talking about Jack Dale that long, but there you go. He, he, but he deserves it. He, you know, rest in peace to that guy. He's an amazing legend. Big influence yeah. on you, and a lot. Like, I mean. What's crazy is that you don't know how big of an influence that you were on me and still are. Uh, yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're such a big influence. I'm not even in the business anymore. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, but seriously, I, I I remember like in my freshman year of college and stuff. You were the show I wanted to listen to because you did talk about the NBA, and you and Don Williams would talk about uh, you know anything outside of the 806, but you still would focus on Texas tech and things here. Yeah. But, you know, I would love because I could pick up on things on the NFL and like, it was man. And, and uh, one of the greatest things that I have, I mean, I think a lot of people have picked this up from you, but I did. And I still incorporate it in a weird way into my show, into this podcast is cultural index. I love <laughs> when you, and I, I want to know what, what that is to, to my listeners is, uh, Ryan on his show, on his radio show, which was what, when it started, what time was it from four to uh, yeah, seven? Yeah, initially we were five to seven, then four to seven, then three to seven. And gotcha. then finally and it, said, that's far too many hours, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and cultural index, but you started out when you would do it one day a week, you know. Thursday. We did cultural index uh, Thursday. Cultural index was Thursday. Yeah. And what that was, was it was a topic that you would ask the listeners outside of sports. And it might be, yeah. you know, what's the best burger in town? Or, you know, uh, it could be anything like that. And I've incorporated that in a weird way into my show. And I talk about it because I don't focus on sports on my show. I focus on whatever it's yeah. I consider myself like a nighttime variety show. Uh, but you know, where did that come up with? Was that like, Hey, I got to fill some time. Like I'm running out of shit okay. to say. And how did it you come up with the cultural index? It started in uh, in May of 1997 at the first Big 12 baseball tournament at All Sports Stadium, and we were sitting around the stadium. It was 172 degrees. We were drinking beer, and yeah. suddenly we realized we'd been talking about uh, best cheese, best flavors of cheese for like two innings. Yeah, and we'd just be sitting there, and somebody'd say, "Smoke Gouda." Yep. Yeah, and then somebody'd be like, "Cheese Whiz, uh, cheese." And right. we'd argue. It was like a bad Seinfeld episode. Yeah. So either you know, and then then you know later on in the game, you know somebody's like one hit wonders. Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> cause cause the goo goo too shy to shine. 
uh, you know, this these random things going on all afternoon. Uh, Tech had played in the morning, so we had like twelve hours to go. So it yeah. starts there, and then that was that was the time we started in '94, and by '97, you know, we were expanding the show a little bit. It was on more than an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. It seemed like a lot. Yeah, and. I was coming up with different ideas to what we called weatherproof the show. And by that, I didn't want it completely dependent on Texas tech or headlines of the day, yeah. news of the day, because you couldn't count on just a hot topic every day. Right. So it kind of started with, you know, cultural index Thursday and it allowed us to expand the show beyond just sports and get people comfortable talking about things other than sports. Yeah. And yeah. that allowed us to do things during other days yeah. And other times, and people got used to that. That most of the shows at the time were really hardcore sports, and that's fine. You know, we were also stealing liberally at the time from the ticket in Dallas. We, right. uh, our show had started about six months after the ticket had got launched there in '93. They were pushing the envelope in the Metroplex. We couldn't push it that far in Lubbock, but yeah. I figured out where the line was that I could I could steal certain things and certain aspects and get people used to it and find what that sweet spot was here versus what the hard line was doing in Dallas every day. Anyways, yeah. cultural index Thursday starts at the big 12 tournament in 1997 with a bunch of $4 beers. It's fantastic, dude. I mean, I, I, after the first time I ever heard the ticket driving through, uh, they were, the topic was, is Jamie Lee Curtis a man or a woman? And they really got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, and you know what? And I got to say, forgive me for uh, for not mentioning this towards the top. Tell the, tell all the listeners uh, and, and uh, where they can listen and, and pick you up uh, because man, it, it's such you're still doing it every day, and it's amazing yeah. to me. Uh, tell everybody where they can listen to to uh, Ryan Hyde. You know, uh, we archive everything on our website. We have original content every day at theraiderland.com. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. Uh, Ryan Ice Raiderland on Facebook. We've got a YouTube channel. Uh, we go live usually on the daily broadcast around six thirty ish on uh, Twitter and Facebook. So you I love the daily broadcast. So good. The show it goes about yeah. thirty minutes, forty five, yeah. whatever. Uh, we got a lot of great sponsors and everybody that's a part of it. So yeah, we try to kind of clean up the day together, uh, and then we do some other long form interviews and different things. We're expanding that uh, this summer. I had a great uh, sit down with Finkner, Mark Finkner prior to the uh, NCAA tournament, going back to the 95 tournament with him. And we're going to do a lot more things like that. Um, just, you know, multimedia type stuff that I, I'm really having a lot of fun doing it. It's it's the never-ending, never-morphing aspect of our media. And, you know, we're not doing the daily radio show right now. I never say never. I'll probably never yeah. do it again. But I said after the Williams and Hyatt show, I'd never do it again. Then I did yeah. four and a half years on Talk 103.9. So what the yeah. hell? I don't know what I'm doing. But right. I, I'm really loving – I'm loving the format and the aspect and the communication uh, and the inter interaction that I'm having with people with the website and with the, uh, with the online presence. I, it's well, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's never, it's never not boring. And I love to listen because, you know, uh, you involve uh, the listener and, and you ensure you, you encourage uh, comments and, and text yeah. or, you know, and I, and I do too. I love, and speaking of at the end of, of our episode, uh, I had several people email questions into you. We'll cover some of those questions. I may not get to those, <laughs> oh, but yeah, you get, you got questions that came in. So, um, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And, and speaking of influence, it's like, I honestly, man, I could write down like five people that influence like this podcast that the way I structure it and the, the kind of, uh, you know, shit that I talk about. 
is like Ryan, you and Don, that was an influential show and you are, and it's like Howard Stern. <laughs> and and then yeah, it's like Jack go. Dale and Mark Finkner, you know, just to, yeah. to bring that guy. I mean, honestly, those are the yeah. a lot of, kinda, lot of people when they, when people are asked, you know, uh, four or five people you'd like to have dinner with that mm-hmm. combination always comes up. It really does. You bet. Absolutely. Howard Stern, you know, <laughs> So I do love that. And, and, and so this is kind of my take, not necessarily, but uh, um, I just want to like right now and that sound right there. What does that mean? Loyal yeah. listeners know that is called tied down and it is time for tied down. That is a game show. I play with all my guests. Very and what it is, is yeah, it's just a uh, five question uh, random trivia game. You can win and you can lose. Um, I've had losers before. Uh, Chris Level lost. Um, oh no! Yeah, he's won before, but he's lost. And just what it is is, I'm going to ask you five questions. Some of them are like there's a legitimate true answer. Right. Some of them might be an opinion question, and I'll evaluate whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. And I'll uh, life here. after <laughs> after the five questions, we won't go over the answers till after the end. I'll decide whether you won or lost. But right <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Reinhardt, you are tied down. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, let's go. Uh, let me crack open uh, my soda pop here. Number one, you have 20 seconds to name, and you get bonus points if you name my favorite. Uh, 20 seconds to name four Tom Cruise movies. Go. Four Tom Cruise movies. Uh, no sequels. All the right mo- uh, no sequels. All the right moves. Days of Thunder. Top Gun. And uh, far away, far and away. There you go. Gotcha. Number two. In honor of today, we're recording this episode on Flag Day. So in honor of Flag Day, what are the five colors of the Olympic rings on the Olympic flag? The uh, the Olympic rings? Yep. Um, Let's see. Green, red, blue. Yellow and fuchsia. Gotcha. Number three. What number was the goats, and I'm saying that and I mean it, uh, of all time? What was the number of Jeff Green's best buy car? Ooh, 12? Number four. God. Best, best condiment on a hamburger. Ooh, hey, uh, no, not sauce. Are we talking? Uh, 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 I would stick with. I, I was sticking the sauce area. Yeah, I was sticking the sauce. Not pickles. That's don't say you know or onions. And the onions. sauce area. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, Heinz fifty-seven sauce. Okay, number five. Uh, you've got fifteen to twenty seconds. Uh, it, that clock is in my head, by the way. Uh, name three fruits that start with the letter P. Uh, pomegranate. Or pomegranate? Is it pomegranate? It's like pomegranate, I think. I'll take either one. Yeah. Uh, pomegranate, potato, and, um, hmm, yeah, that's a good one. Peas, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The There's, pea fruits. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's all I got. Potato that's okay. Potato. Bonus. And that's been a long day, but you've done two broadcasts today. Uh, yeah. I do have, uh, if I think you need it, I think you did it. I have two bonus questions. Okay. Uh, bonus question. Uh, who's the greatest athletic coach at Texas Tech University of all time? There are two correct answers. 
Of all time. Of all time in any sport. Ooh, wow. Um, Kitley's there. Kitley has put himself, I believe, in that conversation. I really do. Uh, after that, she's got a national championship, so it's Marsha Sharp. Last bonus question. Uh, outside of the 806, what's the greatest Texas town? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, see? Outside of the 806. For sure. Yep. Hmm. This, that's, that's a, I, like, I like that because when we say town, we eliminate. Yes. You know, yeah, you can't say Austin or Dallas or, or wherever. Like, yeah, that, that's not, I would not accept those answers. I'd make you yeah. say another. Yeah. Um, a town. A yeah. great town outside of the 806. Yeah. Buffalo Gap. Dude, okay. And I know where that is. That's crazy. Okay. 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 Buffalo uh, Gap is a Perini's Ranch there in Stakes. That's on my list to go to, by the way. That yeah. place. That It looks amazing. All right. Uh, that's the end of Tie Down. Let's go over the good answers real quick. Number one, I said name four Tom Cruise movies. No uh, sequels. Bonus if you get... <laughs> If you get my favorites, I have two favorites. Uh, you came up with unbelievable. I have all the right moves down as one of my favorites. You there went you right off the bat with that. You said uh, uh, Days of Thunder. I do not have that as a favorite. You said uh, Far and Away. And then you said Top Gun. That's, uh, my second favorite is um, A Few Good Men. So uh, good movie. You're correct. You are number, you are correct. And a bonus, uh, little bonus points added on to number one. Number two. What are the five colors of the Olympic rings? Um, and I tried to loosely tie that to flag day. Uh, you, you got four of the five. You said blue, yellow, green, red, and you went with fuchsia. But the, uh, the, I, I can't believe fuchsia is not in there. I don't think it's in there, uh, but black. The black, black is the other. That's the one everybody misses. Yeah, but that's for sure. the absence of color, so it can't be a color. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's well, I'm not going to get into that. I looked up the history of that today. Why? The, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, number three, what number was Jeff Green's best buy car in NASCAR? Who's always my favorite driver, and I've always brought him up on your show. And it's like, what? why is he bringing that shit up? I don't know. When I saw him, I just liked him. Uh, he's never won a race. And then, <laughs> That's 270 starts. <laughs> I think his top finish is like 15th or something like that. Uh, even though he, he had the pole in uh, Daytona in like 2015. Yeah. Anyway, he was number 66. The best by 66. 66. I should have known that one. Yeah. I should have known that one. I don't know why. That's well. Yeah, I don't. But hey, yeah. he's not like, but see, I mean, if I asked you like, you know, Harvick or something, you would know. Or, you know, it's, I, it's yeah. can't be easy. You know, yeah. tied down is not an easy game. But number four, best condiment on a burger. You went with Heinz 57. That is a great choice. I'll give you partial credit. Minus mustard. Uh, I think you can never go wrong with just regular yellow mustard on a hamburger. No, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I probably overthought things on yeah, that. Yeah, you probably did. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think I outthought the room on that. That just <laughs> okay. you can't go wrong with mustard. Yeah. It's going to make any burger. It's going to be fine on any type of burger. Yes. Right. Maybe other than a hickory burger, by definition. Yeah, hickory burger, hickory you got to go. Obviously, it's the barbecue happen. sauce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and speaking of cheeses earlier, hickory burger, it's got to be cheddar. You can't do any other. Yeah, agreed. It's the yeah. only one that's going to uh, melt right and, and right. kick in. Number five was named three fruits that start with P. Uh, I know you said pomegranate, which I did not expect like off the top. Uh, I can't remember what the second one you said was. but I uh, think Potato. It potato. I'm not. The legendary I'm, fruit potato. Okay. 
I'll give you half credit on that. Uh, and then peace. And I'm not, that's effort, yeah. but, uh, uh, some other ones you can, you could have named are a peach, a plum, a pear, um, a pineapple. Does that, that, that tells you about my fruit intake <laughs> pretty much. Right. I used to get my, I used to tell people, I, uh, I've been saying this for years. Like, what did you give up for Lent? I'm like, I gave up fruits and vegetables. Been going for like I, 10 I years now. I grew up in West Texas. <laughs> I, I got an orange in my stocking. That's how rare fruit oh. was. That once <laughs> a year we got an orange and an apple because we didn't yes. have none. Right. Uh, absolutely. And I used to tell people I get my daily fruit intake from a, a Capri Sun. So, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the fruit punch. I was like, that's all I need. Um, uh, bonus questions were, uh, you, you, got, you got partial credit there. Bonus questions were, Texas Tech, greatest coaches of all time. It's crazy. The two, I wrote down, so there's two correct answers. Wes Kitley, Marshall Sharp. I mean, Very, national I titles. I, yeah, that, to me, that that's, that's to your top. spade card that you throw down. Okay, have you, won a, have you won a national championship? Okay, yeah, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And uh, outside of the 806, what's the greatest uh, uh, Texas town? I, I didn't even write. I was like, I just wanted to hear what you said. Because I would, yeah. I would take it. And he went with Buffalo Gap, and that's a great town just south of Abilene, and that's. Well, I'm trying to think of like, and I was trying to think of towns that you know somebody from outside of Texas would go. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. someplace in Texas. Yeah. Buffalo and I, and, Gap. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not real. That's like Lonesome Dove, right? No, it's real. Yeah, we got yeah. a Buffalo Gap. Let me calculate the points here. Uh, yeah, you got uh, you got 785 points, and that is a winner. You have won today on Tied Down. Congratulations. You don't win anything, but you get to take that home. There you go. And, Suck uh, at Chris level. Yeah, exactly. You get to take <laughs> home. Uh, next time I see you at our local uh, watering hole, uh, which yeah. gave you one of the best compliments I've ever heard in my life. You called me a socialite, which I've never been called before. Yes. And yes. I love that, yes. by the way. Love it, socialite. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I'll, I'll bring up the the, the sports line, uh, wooden football. <laughs> you can there you go. To put on your uh, <laughs> picture made with it. Yeah, it's better on your mantle. Congratulations, you've won. And that le- th- that last question led me right into what I want to talk about next. Your creativity on your shows, what you could come up with in your mind, will always fascinate me. And one of the top things that would fascinate me, and I mean it, was Gun Barrel City. <laughs> that would absolutely, it, it would blow my mind because what Ryan would do, folks, he would talk about Gun Barrel City, Texas, which is an actual city, an actual town. Yeah. A, a city. I don't want to say city. Because yeah, it's you know, a town. If you just you said Gun Barrel City. If you just said Gun Barrel City on Tied Down, you'd have won automatically. And that, if you'd have gotten all the other ones wrong. Uh, yeah, but Gun Barrel City is no, it's a real town in Texas. However, I don't think they have a football team. No, they it's not school. school. They go to uh, they go to Maybank. May, yeah, Maybank. Yeah, that's it. But you made up a you made up like they played every Friday night. I think the head coach was Granger something. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. the first coach was Sam Houston, but he got fired because of the bus barn incident. <laughs> and then um, and then Gordon Granger, who was the debate coach, got promoted to a head yes. football coach. And I mean, you would tell, and you would honestly think I'm driving in my car, going, dude. I am rooting for Gun Barrel City so hard right now, and they wouldn't win all the time. <laughs> no, they still had made the playoffs since 1958 when the Peat Moss plant closed down. See, it's my favorite shit ever. I just was like, this is great. It's just, this would, it would blow my mind hearing you talk about it. And then knowing it wasn't a real team, I mean, I was like, dude, this could be a, a, a TV show. I mean, it, yeah. not Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is not Gun Barrel City. I can tell you that right now. No. It, 
So yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah. And we we started making the T-shirts in the uh, mid-2000s with the schedule on the back and everything. You know, and <laughs> people, I, I still have some shirts. My wife will wear one occasionally. And, yeah, I got Merrill City, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. I mean. Know? And, and I, I kind of felt bad over the years of how many people thought it was real. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a I think that's a testament to how you told the story. Yeah. So, we had a lot of know? fun putting those together. That was. Man. That yeah. I, 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 that's of all the things of the show, that's the one that I, I probably miss the most. Yeah. Well, just coming up with the storylines, we would get together. At, uh, it started in 99. The first, uh, the first iteration of it, we were finished up with a fantasy football draft at bleachers, the old bleachers. Mm-hmm. Down Absolutely. Down. They'd have 10 cent wings and shit. Like just whatever. On, yeah. On, when you get on Wednesdays. Yeah. So we, uh, so long story short, we settled on Gunbarrel City because at the time Elvis T. Busboy and the Blues Butchers were playing mm-hmm. around town a lot. Kevin Mackey, the drummer, Elvis would introduce him as the mayor of Gunbarrel City, where they're turning nuclear waste into the power of tomorrow, Gunbarrel City. <laughs> so we, we we were doing this. We needed a place that didn't have a team, a school. Yes. So we so it became Gunbarrel City. Yeah. And then after that, every year, uh, we would get together, me and some friends, uh, at Caprock Cafe and yeah. there in August, the one on 34th Street, and we would get a napkin, mm-hmm. and we would write down the schedule for the yeah. full year and plan out the season. And, that's and, how, and, you, that's and you had their wins and losses already. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much had Maybe. It, uh, yeah. mapped out, you know, and where we were going to go and what would happen. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. Well, that's great origin story right there. That is fantastic stuff. That's why I do this podcast is I want to find out shit like that. That's there the kind of stuff I love. That's, that's where it and, came from. We had two different guys play the uh, play the head coach. Uh, yeah, Mike Stevens was the the first head coach, and then uh, a friend of mine named Trey Hadaway uh, has has played the role of Gordon Granger effectively over the years. Man, that is that is that's high quality uh, entertainment and a big influence on me, my man. So uh, and that and that kind of uh, transitions and leads me into my next topic that I have on here. Um, <clears throat> show topics. And yeah. You have to do this every day. Like I, I may do a pod. I used to try to do it weekly. That doesn't happen anymore. Now I have a real job. So it happens when I can make it happen. Even a topic is sometimes I'll rack my brain, but you do it every day. How does that how did, uh, take me through that process? And your how do, how does that go from, from, a, from your <laughs> brain to the paper, to the, to the air? A lot of times it doesn't. You can just ask Rob Bro over the last couple of years. He'd roll into the <laughs> studio like five minutes before airtime, and I'd be like, oh, what do you want to talk about today? Um, <laughs> uh, it, over the years, you just – and it's horrible because I view everything still through the lens of, oh, that'd be a good show topic. Yeah. Or how do I morph that into a question that would be interesting to talk about to frame uh, – take – take something that's happening in the news and either localize it or frame it into something that allows us. And it's just, it's, 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 it's what we do when we're hanging out with our friends. And I just yes. tried to extend that uh, onto the show, onto the airwaves with my friends who are listening, you know, on the radio and it only works. It only works when uh, everybody's along for the ride and they participate. Otherwise I'm yeah. just talking to myself, uh, which my wife is pretty sure I do that all the time anyways. Yeah. <laughs> 20, almost 20 years of marriage now. And I, I, she, she still is like, it, people really listen to you? I said, I don't know. Yeah, well, they I do. Don't know. And, and, and uh, they have for a long time. And you, you're right up there. And at the, I mean, honestly, you're in the stratosphere. People like me, like Ryan Hyde, to get you. It's funny. I was talking to my friend Mark Youngblood today. And he lives out in Wolforth. And he, he, I was like, he goes, man, that is a get. And getting Ryan Hyde on the show, that's a get. That's what you call a get in the business. 
Dude, you're good. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing I'm still awake this hour. I know. Well, you, had a lot, you, did, you did a show from to four golf today. Then you did your regular show today. It's just like, and I'm I'm so sorry for taking your time like this much, but uh, uh, I do want to mention real no, quick. I, I've got to, I, 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 I know I, I enjoyed the I, I halfway yeah. joke, but good yeah. lord, I used to be a night owl, and the older you yeah. get, I'm like, hold on, I got to step all the way till ten to watch freaking Gutfeld. God, dang, okay. <laughs> <I know. laughs> So let, let, let me let me bring up one more thing because I'm jealous of this, but I used to love it every time on the Williams and Hyatt uh, broadcast. You, you had a caller. I think it's the best caller that ever called in, and this person called in a lot is Jean from La Mesa. Yeah, Jean White. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. And she was. I mean, when she started calling in, I think she was 90. And when she stopped calling in was like 15 years later. I mean, you know, I don't know, but yeah. she, but she would call in this old, she sounded like she was old and she, she was, talked like she was old and she was the best caller. She loved you guys a, and uh, she knew her shit and it was amazing. Oh, she was great. She was a huge yeah. Rangers fan. Uh, started when we were on KFYO and she kept listening. Even after we moved to 1340, she hated it because she couldn't really pick it up as, as well as KFYO. Yeah. She was blind. Uh, she lived in a nursing home there in La Mesa. She was blind. And she listened to the radio, and and that was her, yeah. That was her outlet. That was her TV. So sometime around ninety five or ninety six, we went down there uh, to a luncheon that the Lions Club arranged in her honor. And me and Don went down there and brought her some flowers and visited with her sweet lady. She passed, um, golly, yeah, sometime yeah, a while back, two thousand early two thousand. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, we we had a. We had a lot of really good friends that we never, luckily we got to meet her, uh, but there were a lot of people that called in and stuff and that you never actually met in person. Maybe you got a chance to meet them a few, but you just, you know, you felt like you knew them. Yeah. Well, you so know, what's funny is that, and I wanted, to, I wanted to, yeah, I want to bring this up is that, and you may not even remember this and I don't know why you would because, but I interned at y'all's show for, I oh, would yeah. say for, for about three weeks and I would bring Bahama Bucks like to you guys. I would bring it because I, because yeah. I worked, because I worked there. And I could bring you guys lemonades or whatever. And I just thought that made, I was just praying for one day that you would go, you know what? Let's ask Ty, let's get him on the air. And it never happened because I would never do that anyway. I would yeah, never do that for somebody. Real quick. TV's a lot more fun. There are better looking women in TV. Absolutely. Yes. You know, it's a, look, it's just a bunch of dudes around the radio yeah. station. This is really stupid. What are we doing here? Yeah. I'm going to date myself, but uh, if you ever, if you ever saw a picture of the sports babe, you knew that TV was the right place to go. God bless her. Yeah. She Nancy Donnellan. Donald Nancy Donnellan uh was her name, the fabulous was, sports babe. Did you ever meet her? Uh never met her. Uh had her on the show a couple of times. Yeah. In the early days. And um but but yeah. never met her. But there's a reason why they say it's a face of for radio, which is an overused joke and, and not funny anymore. But, but both ways, yeah. She was the epitome of that. Not not a not an attractive woman, although uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a single guy and I'm still looking for the right mate. And I'm like, I'm getting down to the sports babe standards right now. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> never compromise, never compromise. Never yeah. And, and last, before I get to the questions, uh, email questions in, uh, you, you have the sponsor and you talk about this tiny town, which we share a huge love for in a little ski resort in New Mexico called Red River. Oh yeah. Tell me about yeah. where, how did that start? And, and, and uh, why? Because I my love Red River. My mom's family first went up there in the early 50s and uh, continued going up there. And then yeah. I started so going when I was a kid. 
Uh, we stayed uh, up the canyon at a place called Tall Pine Resort for years mm-hmm. and years and years. Family, my cousin, everybody, you know, all, all you know, 10 of us or whatever, uh, be there for, you know, a week and a half every summer, huge fishing. And I just fell in love with it, and it just became a thing for us. And I've been going, uh, me and my wife got married there. Uh, in Red River, and uh, just it's just a love affair with that place. Everybody, uh, I have a here we go. Just see if I can get my keychain. Uh, well, you people can't see it. Can they see me? No, but I'll take Not a picture. It. Yeah, for sure. Uh, show it. Show it. It's it's a keychain, and it's yeah. uh, and it's got the coordinates, and it says one particular harbor. I'm a I'm a parrot head. Yeah, but my one oh, particular okay. harbor is Red River. It's a mountain valley. It's not yeah. a uh, it's not a beach. And my wife <laughs> got got that for me. You know, she's got the longitude and latitude coordinates for Red River on there. So yeah, it's just a, a love affair I have for it. It's my place. My wife loves it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just uh, it's just kind of our deal. And it's a little, but it's a it's a paradise uh, up there, high up in the mountains. And and you know, it's funny. I, I talk. I used to stay my not my my direct family, but my sister's husband. Their family owned a big cabin. It wasn't a cabin; they owned it. It was oh, yeah. huge, and we would stay there. When I started going there probably when I was 13, 12, and with my buddy Zach Buchanan, who is he's one of my great friends still to this day. At least my family now he's still one of my great friends. And one of the scariest times I've ever had in my life. Well, I was still. We stayed in the pullout couch uh, in the living room. Like that's where we slept. And everybody went skiing one morning. We slept in and we're folding up the couch and making it up. And he just goes, now, Granny, you got to understand, I'm like 14, 15 years old at this time. So yeah. it's not me now. But he goes, you think I could fold you up in that? And I went, I, don't know, <laughs> I go, well, let's try it. I'll be damned, Ryan, if he didn't fold me up and that thing sunk into the couch and you could put cushions on it. And then he could, he was so skinny, but he couldn't pull my ass out. I was stuck. <laughs> and I started freaking out. I mean, I was oh, stuck and I was, man. yeah, That'd be awesome I mean, for me. yeah. So, I mean, we almost called the fire department. I'm not shitting you. Uh, yeah. Luckily, one of the, uh, one of the older guys, Blake Buchanan is the CEO founder of Bahama Bucks. Now he was, right. he was upstairs and they got him down and he goes, he's not in there. I started yelling. I'm in here, Blake. Give me the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. might have, you might've made the Red River minor on that one. <laughs> Red River Volunteer Fire Department is so executed a rescue of a man trapped yeah. in a couch. <laughs> oh, I would have made it. I definitely would have made it into the into the into the uh, events that happened that week and into the Red River Mine, yeah. no doubt. Let's get to some of the email questions real quick. Uh, I have my own uh, Gene from La Mesa that listens to the show. Quint from Iowa. That's oh, his cool. name. Yeah, lives in Arizona now, but his name is Quint from Iowa. One of my most loyal listeners. He does not know who you are. So I love when he emails questions in that he goes, uh, it's Quint from Iowa. He says, as an explorist, he put that in quotation marks. As an explorist with Hyatt hotels, what are your recommendations for acquiring consistent upgrades to any hotel? Uh, You've been on the road a lot. I would say that. So I don't know if you know. All you got to do is ask nine times out of 10. Now Mm -hmm. with the last name Hyatt, uh, I found that you get incredible service when you check into a place, not a Hyatt Regency. Um, it's really fascinating. Anyways. Okay. Uh, the pro tip though, if you're traveling midweek, always ask for an upgrade on the room, mm-hmm. you know, and if, you're, if, you, if it's a luxury hotel and you're traveling midweek or something, and it's like eight o'clock at night and you're just going to spend the night and shower. So, Hey, maybe it's a $300 room, right? $400 mm-hmm. room. I'll give you guys $150 for it tonight. You can either get $150 or you can get nothing. Right. But once, once 
tonight turns into tomorrow. You can't ever rent this room out again. You want to make some money? Nine times out of ten, um, they will uh, they'll upgrade you if they get an opportunity. That's great. That's great advice. That would, yeah, absolutely. That's speaking, uh, well-spoken from a guy that's been on the road a few times. Uh, yeah, Quint also want, Oh, this is a, I haven't read all these questions. This is pretty self-serving, but I want to ask it because it's from Quint from Iowa and I don't want to lose him as a listener. No, uh, absolutely not. He says, furthermore, always, I've always said, and that's a, that's a, uh, that's a real deep uh, inside joke on my podcast. I've always said, if you want to sound smarter in a letter, in a paper, or even speaking, use the word furthermore. It, it, yeah. it, it, furthermore it enhances. Wit. Yes, there you go. Yeah. He said, furthermore, furthermore uh, tell us your favorite experience with one of the world's greatest but unknown podcasters, Ty King. That's a self-serving uh, question, but I'm yeah, glad he asked. Tommy brought us Bahama Bucks uh, one time <laughs> there at the radio station. It was That's really sure. hot that day, and I was incredibly parched. I hadn't even had a chance to go buy Sonic <laughs> and uh, get a route 44 diet coke or anything and i was looking at don williams i said boy it'd be awesome if one of these slapdick interns brought us you know something kind of frozen and tasty and the next thing we know there i'm sitting there and there is a, a bellini flavored uh bahama bucks Absolutely. it was great but i got a yeah. chance to work there about two years later and i could i wasn't on the air i was a what do you call it a board op or for, for the Ranger games. Like I wasn't even on the, right. one of the regulars. And then I would work uh, over at 790. That's not KFYO. Yeah. What was yeah. KF? No, 790. Yeah. Uh, on, every Sunday morning, I would have to run Jesus and Friends. Oh, Jesus <laughs> and Friends. Yeah. yeah. Named by the legendary Rob Meadows, Jesus and Friends. Yeah. Gen- yeah. And Gentleman Jim G was my boss. And let me tell you right now. And it's still, it, that, that got started in the like 1996, 97, and still today. Rob Meadows? Inside the building. Inside the building, it is known on Sundays you're running Jesus and Friends. Absolutely. Man, yeah, I'm telling you. five years plus later. I got a lot of bets in that Sunday morning. I know that when I worked on this, <laughs> I'd call my bookie. But which is, uh, let's see. And then Rob from Virginia is serving our great country over in Virginia. And I love Rob, man. He listens. He's the winner of the Win, Loser, Top podcast, Fantasy Football. What, uh, uh, what, what branch is he in? I believe he's in the Army. And Ooh, um, yeah. Hey, happy birthday, United States Army, 248 years old. Happy birthday today. There you go. What a great see. There you go. And, and and it's funny. I think he's in the army. I don't know if he can tell me exactly what he's doing. Uh, so he could be. I don't know. He could be something else. But that's what he says he's doing. I mean, I know he's in the military. I think some yeah. of it's classified. That's not a good word to talk about. I like now. that. But uh, he says, "What's the uh, strangest location uh, ever recorded from the Williams and Hyatt show? Like th- that we broadcast from? Yeah, like if you went on location." Yeah, uh, a strangest location. Wow, man, I don't. That's a good question. Yeah, um, now we had a lot of exotic locales. One mm-hmm. show, one show I did from the Hilton Hawaiian Village Tapas Bar, not Topless Tapas Bar. Uh, it was the year Tech was playing in Orlando in the bowl game, so it would have been 03, the Tangerine Bowl. Oh, the Tangerine great win against Clemson. Was Orlando, I know. Or was it whatever it was? So Don, literally, I'm in Hawaii and Don is in Florida and we're doing mm-hmm. the show from different places. Now, as far as like random, random places called in from, uh, uh, payphone at Bull of the Woods. And nice. Did, you know, did, did that a couple of times. Um, you, know you, know, you know what? You know what? It's funny. You don't know this. I called the end to the show several yeah. times. Uh, 
because I've, as I've mentioned before, my brother-in-law and my sister, when they were 19, they started Bahama Bucks and they were going to Texas Tech. And I worked at the very first one, that little bitty shack that was on Brownfield Highway. Oh, yeah. uh, I called you from the bathroom in that place. Yes, that place had a bathroom. And, <laughs> and the phone was in, in the there. phone. <laughs> yeah. And I called you in there. And a couple of times I called the show and I would do my, it was the, it was terrible. It was the worst New York accent you've ever heard. And my name was Tommy and it was a total farcical call, but I go, Hey, hey you guys, I was down there on a Saturday and I seen that fucking goalpost go by. Right. And I was like, I just kept drinking my Jackie and Cokie. Like what are these kids doing out here? I mean, that was what I would do. And you would be like, get off my air. What are you doing? But I thought it was funny. So yeah, the the, the pre cell phone days were kind of great too, because Don would walk across from the tech practice field to the Seven Eleven University <laughs> and, forth, and would call the show from the Seven Eleven pay phone over there because yeah, I mean, Donnie Glasses didn't have a cell yeah. phone for years. If you haven't ever, if you haven't ever been into that Seven Eleven drunk, you're not living. So uh, Boy, I mean, it was <laughs> sketchy during the daylight hours. What, yeah. what was it next to the? What was that? Was it the Red Raider Inn or? Oh yeah, that's done a lot. Demolished hotel. now. Yeah, and I've yeah. never been inside that. I've never been in a room in that place. But you know what? I think I'm glad that I've never been. In a room in that place. No, that's an interesting uh, about the the weirdest, strangest places to do the show from. I mean, for the most part, they were pretty standard. You know, locales and restaurants and bars. I'm trying to think of anything that was just like totally weird. Yeah, that we both got there and said this is probably a bad idea. But most of the time, it was when we were on the road trying to find some place to uh, call in from. You'd have landline, you know, back then. It's like, dude, no, okay. seriously, you had to find a, you had to find yeah. a freaking payphone or something. I remember doing a, a, a friendship basketball game from Florida and they were like, yeah, we've got a phone line in the coach's office. It's about 75 feet that way. And I was like, Oh shit. Cause you had to plug into it. <laughs> so I did, I did, I did a six man playoff game in 1991. Uh, it was Silverton, versus whoever else and yeah. it was Smire. And I had to run, I don't know how many hundred feet of connected phone line from the coach's office across a gravel parking lot that I covered the phone line up with dirt, strung yeah. it into the stadium, into this little press box. And the first six man game I ever saw, I announced on the radio. Yeah, that's unbelievable because you don't, that's a different. 140 to 120. That's a different game too. That ain't, yeah. that ain't football that we know. I mean, that's not football that's you no ever saw growing up. I can imagine trying to call that. Uh, oh, uh, on the radio, like but doing basketball. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and you just pray to God. Nobody would step and trip on that line. If you ever yeah. been a long phone well, line. Or I don't know how it stayed on. It stayed on the whole time. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, uh, all right. Uh, next to last question, uh, from former, uh, win, lose or tie guest, Mr. Nick Hanslick. Yeah. Uh, it's not a question. He says, I co-hosted the Williamson Hunt show in Don's absence once or twice. Probably the highlight of my media career was sitting in Don Williams' chair. So <laughs> that Nick Hanslick, man, that's a character and I love him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Under underrated ball player. Underrated really ball player, underrated. strongest handshake you'll ever have. Uh yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're sore from a handshake. A yeah. man's man. He is a man's man. He wanted yeah, to be yeah. asked on. He wanted to be asked on tied down, but I would never ask this question because it's too easy. He said, "What was the intro song to the Williams and Hyde show?" I'm like, "Oh, and ever, I mean, of course." Actually, man. there there were multiple intro songs. Oh, well, he only had one. And, and yeah, there said is the, one that is there is one that is most remembered that served from about '99 to yeah. the end. Uh, but there were a few others before that. Yeah, well, Stranglehold is the one I think he's talking about. 
Yeah, he's, 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 he's talking about Strangle, but there were a couple before that. And there my was brother, generic, yeah. Go, yeah, my brother who was 10 years older than me, production. he tells the greatest Ted Nugent story ever. He was in the eighth grade and he wanted to go to the Ted Nugent concert in Lubbock so bad. And he's like, yeah. my mom and dad are never going to say yes. But he told dad, he goes, it's Ted Nugent. And the dad goes, well, that sounds like a country guy. Okay. They didn't have any idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to Ted Nugent. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, lastly, and, and, and obviously the best, uh, my mother, Julie King, uh, Amen. she's uh, 80 years old and, and, and well, she wouldn't probably wouldn't want me to say that, but uh, she says, what do you, and I know we're getting towards the end, but real quick, uh, what do you think of the transfer portal? My mom is still up to date and yeah. everybody in our family calls her for questions about their iPhone. She knows everything about the iPhone. She can fix it all. And yeah, you know, but she wants to know from Ryan Hyde, um, what do you think of the transfer portal? And you could be honest. Me one, <laughs> yeah, bother you, doesn't bother you, me one bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm great. Uh, athletes uh, in, in professional sports and college is professional sports. Um, you know, they're a perishable commodity. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, when they're leaving, when they're entering the transfer portal, it's to go to a better situation for them. And nine times out of ten, it's a better situation for the uh, the team that they're leaving. A lot of yep. times, not every time, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I, I just think that I, I got no problem with it. And you know, yep. if somebody wants to, if somebody doesn't want to work for you, do you really want them working for you? Well, that's a good. Or do you want to hold them hostage and make yeah. them show up and do stuff? And in the past, people were held hostage, and you had players that were stuck. Yeah. And it was not good. Yeah. And, you know, and you're right. And this leads into her next question. <laughs> My mom is still a little butthurt, I think. But uh, she's like, why did Jalen Tyson leave? <laughs> she wants to know. <laughs> well, first off, that seems to be what he does. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. I mean. Somebody that, tells you who they are, you kind of believe them. You need yeah, to believe them, you know. The yeah. One, that seems to be what he does. Yeah. And to to me, I, I subscribe every day more and more to uh, the theory Occam's razor, that the most logical explanation is probably the explanation. Uh, right. He didn't want to play her anymore. Yeah, he, he didn't want he, he didn't want to play for. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him yeah. somewhere else. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck. And, Have fun. Go yeah. play somewhere else. And lastly, she wants to know what are your vibes on this year's uh, football team. I mean, it's just, this when Mama says this year's football team, she's talking about Texas Tech. So yeah, yeah, a um, little better than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think good. the offensive line will be the key, and I think the offensive line has improved. I like the dudes they've got. Uh, the depth is getting better. Yep. You know, the first twenty-two both sides have been pretty good the last couple of years, but after that, you just really didn't have much. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. But no, tell me what's your. What's your you know, I, I think it's legitimate to say this is a seven or an eight win team. Mm-hmm. And I kind of do predictions anymore by doing a plus or minus one. That if everything gotcha. goes really well, you get one more win. If things go really bad, you get one less win. So I would yeah. say 7.5 would be where my I'd establish an over under. I'd lean towards the over right now. Mm-hmm. If you've got a great trip this year, you might win nine games. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a bad trip, it might be a six win team. Yep. That's they're in the great middle right now yep. until they continue to upgrade and develop the uh, depth and the talent they're getting yeah. there and, i, I and, love and what mcguire's doing just I do too. And, and, and for the people that are first-time listeners to the show because i know i'll get some new listeners because i have you on uh I doubt that I, no I, I i know i will uh 
I had on a previous episode for about three and a half hours, sat right here in my chair, uh, Mr. Zach Kitley. Uh, so the offensive yeah. coordinator, you want to learn a lot about uh, how what goes into what he's thinking. And I, I got into a lot of it and he's a pretty good guest. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Hey man, and what, a, what, a, you know, and we could do, we could do 30 minutes on, on Zach Kitley sure. and the football brain that he has. First off the brain that he got from his dad and gr- like we said, growing up the son of a coach yep. in that aspect and understanding standing just the, the being around it and then getting winning and understand winning because his yeah. dad wins yeah yeah and understand the collegiate game and what it, what it takes to be a part of that and then the varied aspects that he's had in his in his still fairly young coaching career being exposed to different philosophies and being able to soak that in and that that's the thing that I, I'm really impressed with him early on is I thought he showed a lot of adaptability people you know, I thought I think wrongly assumed that because he had Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky and that he had been part of the cliff and at Houston Baptist, <laughs> yeah, and Houston Baptist, that he was immediately going to come in and they were going to throw it 500 times a game. That's not why Joey McGuire hired him. No, nope, Joey McGuire not at all. hired him because he's a smart guy who realized I have Bailey Zappi and I just forgot the receiver's name at Western. Uh, yeah, and he said, uh, you know what? Yeah, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Zach Kelly said, you know what? I can take this, this, and this and make these guys successful. Yeah. Not, I do this, and they made me successful. Yeah. He will do that. He will he will do that with this year's talent on yeah. offense, and it'll look different. And they'll throw it to the tight end a few more times because Debbie McGuire wants him to, damn it. Yeah, and that, if she says it, then you need to do it. Absolutely, man. And he, you know, I love him. I, he told me in his interview with Joey McGuire, which I don't want to – I would love for you listeners to go back and listen, but uh, – yeah. I think Joey asked him a question. He said, you know, I'm, I'm, I, he said, I'm a West Texas. I'm a, I'm a Texas football guy. This is Joey talking. He said, I, I don't know that I want to throw it a thousand times a game. Are we going to run the football? And Zach Kitley's yeah. answer was, we're going to score 40. And I don't care how we get to it. Yeah. So, and I'm like, I love that answer. I, my, my goal is to score 40. And uh, yeah. that could be handing it off 40 times a game. I don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah. So, but hey, Ryan. Man, I've, I just I've, you've taken I've taken up enough of your time. You don't understand, man. This is a big time uh, uh, moment for me. I love you and I, I respect you. You're a big influence on my life and in my how I handle myself. And I love seeing you out when I see you out. And uh, yeah, uh, you're amazing, man. Thank you so much for for being well, on uh, WLT today. I, I appreciate the kind words, man. It means a lot, and uh, just you know, uh, just makes me feel incredibly old. And I appreciate that. And we we need to do like a part two and a part three, you know, maybe later on in the summer or something, maybe, maybe do something on location or whatever and uh, continue doing it. I, and I, you know, I love what you're doing. I, I dip in and, you know, catch stuff and, and, and everything. I thought, I mean, you're really good. Cause you, you can make people like David Collier look good. Yeah, I know Absolutely. how hard that is. Hard to do. So can you, you know, so can, we have that in common. Possible. We have so that I mean, in that's, common. That's the greatest compliment that I can give you is, you know, some of the people you make look good. Yeah, that's not easy. You know what? And that's not easy to do. You're exactly right, man. Well, remind everybody, uh, Raiderland.com. That's where. Yeah, the, the Raiderland. You put the, the Raiderland.com. I got into uh, a fight with uh, some Oakland Raider fan sites when we started that. So it's uh, fine. Screw it. It's the Raiderland. There you go. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, and at Twitter, it's Brian Hyatt, but I think it's Ryan Hyatt Media. That yeah, Ryan you're always, and you're a great follow on Twitter, by the way. You're a great follow on Twitter. So uh, yeah, Try to but, have fun with it. 
Absolutely, man. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. And then uh, all the way from Ropes, Texas. And Ropesville. suburbs of Ropesville. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. Hey, have a good night and a, and a great rest of your week, man. And let's, let's get in touch soon, man. Really appreciate it, Ryan. You got it, man. All right. Thanks a lot. So thank you to Ryan Hyatt. I mean, what a, what a great episode. How about that? We learned a lot. I mean, we learned a lot and there's a lot more to learn there. So uh, hopefully we can uh, get together again soon, man. What a, just a, that's a treat for me. I can say that. I don't know about the listener. I don't know. I hope you, you got a bigger kick out of it as I did because golly, if that guy only knew how many hours and hours and hours he got me driving to Leveland and back and driving to school and back and, you know, turning them on. It just, uh, he's been a, you know, and I didn't even bring up the fact that he was the play-by-play guy for the Lady Raiders when they won a national championship in basketball. It, he's been in those big moments and big situations, and uh, I just had a lot to cover. And that guy had done two broadcasts already today, and uh, I could have gone on, and you guys know as well as I do. I can go on for hours and hours and hours with the guests. So uh, we'll break it up. I'll be, I will get him back on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Ryan, hi. Thank you so much for joining me. and. And I really do appreciate that. And always uh, remember, you can catch anything uh, when there's a tie related on Instagram and when lose or tie T-Y-E. You can follow me on Facebook if you want. It's more personal there, but I, I still will post when there's a tie stuff there. Uh, tie King. And there you go, man. You know what? Doesn't happen without the listener though. I appreciate you guys listening and, uh, and we'll come out with something, uh, another great episode here really, really soon. I got some other guests that, that'll come in and I think you're going to love. And even if I don't, I'll probably just do another solo episode, maybe here or there. Uh, something starts getting a burr underneath my saddle. But Ryan Hyde, thank you so much. And and uh, and thank you guys for listening to the Win, Loser, Tide podcast. And as I end my podcast... As I always ended my phone calls in the 90s, one word and one word only. Peace!